0: Light around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Watch it steam and crack and pop Cornbread bacon in that stove Bring it to TNC farm table Pick them maters good and ripe Drop black and candy stripes Look at them loading down those vines Bring it to TNC farm table Bring it to TNC farm Sable.
1: Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that mountain south Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. And this morning, we are setting the table with berries and desserts made with fruit and berries of the season. We've got a bunch of good guests on the program today. First off, farmers Susan and John Keller. They are farmers from Blount County, Tennessee, and their farm has been in continuous operation since 1890. John Keller, having been awarded Tennessee Farmer of the Year by UT Extension in 2014. And Susan Keller shares a recipe for Miss Lily's Blackberry Cobbler, and this recipe comes from her grandmother, Lillian Bays Hitch. Dee Dee Constantine sets us straight on all the terminology used in the arena of cobblers. She examines culinary terms such as brown betties, cobblers, buckles, crisps, grunts, and slumps. And I found a great and very simple recipe from Minnie Pearl Cooks for blackberry jam. And we'll also hear from Lois Schuller-Carran and her daughter Ruth Davis about kermit and and how he loved to make a concoction of all kinds of his fruits that he could get a hold of that he called dew. Lois is known as the last woman out of the cove. That's Kate's Cove. And more about that in the show. I am so happy that you've pulled up your chair to this big Tennessee table. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get started. Let's start off with our first guests, Susan and John Keller. As I mentioned, they're farmers and own and operate Kelmont Farms, a family farm located in Blount County, Tennessee, in continuous operation since 1890. And John Keller was awarded Tennessee Farmer of the Year by UT Extension in 2014. They raise all kinds of hay and grain crops, beef cattle and all that kind of thing, and they raise really quality products. Today on the program, Susan Keller shares a recipe for Miss Lily's Blackberry Cobbler, and this recipe comes from her grandmother, Lillian Bays Hitch. Susan Keller and John Keller, we're sitting here talking at their table. How about a recipe? Have you got something? I do. I have a recipe for
2: you. This is called Miss Lily's Blackberry Cobbler. Mm. And this is a recipe from my grandmother, who was Lillian, uh, known as Miss Lily, Bayes Hitch, and she taught it, and she also called it batter pie. And it's so simple to do. It's uh, one cup of self-rising flour, one cup of sugar, and a cup of milk and you mix all this together till it's nice and smooth, and you, in a 9 by 13 pan, you have melted a stick of butter. You pour this uh, uh, mixture over the butter, and then you put on top of that your blackberries, and you can use fresh blackberries, frozen ones, the blackberry pie filling, uh, whatever you want to use for it, and I usually, as I say, about a quart. it, It makes a nice one. Bake it at 350, um, Usually, depending on your oven, about 30 minutes, but you want it so that everything is set. You don't want your, because your crust rises to the top in this, and so you want it to where it, you don't have any uh, liquid-like crust left, but 30 minutes is pretty good, and it is absolutely, we just love it. And you can use any fruit you want to. It's not just blackberries, because fresh peaches, strawberries... Uh, apples, you can make it apple cobbler, just whatever you want to. And I'll give you this recipe and you could try it there.
1: Thank you so much. Miss Lily's blackberry cobbler. Yeah. Wonderful. Tell me who she was again, if you will. Well,
2: uh, Lillian Bays Hitch was my grandmother and her family moved into Blount County. They came from Virginia and um, uh, she and my granddad I don't know exactly how they met but they tell the story that the the Bayes family had decided that uh, well they moved to California but uh, my grandmother and and granddaddy married while the, the family was all still here and granddaddy had a whole parcel of brothers he was one of the younger ones in the family and they got a hold of his pocket watch and they turned it back an hour and he thought he ought to be ready on the wedding day day. and he thought he ought to be-he was ready and he looked at the time and he thought well i can't be an hour early so he gets in his horse and buggy and he comes over from hitch road where he was living over in that area on the hitch farm and the bays family lived over on the wildwood road and so he rides his buggy over and everybody's standing in the yard and he doesn't think about this and he waves at everybody and just drives on by and an hour later he comes back (laughs) and she married him anyway (laughs) but it was just it was just so funny and uh, it was then the family moved to California Uh, but there were three of the daughters who had already established homes here in, in families in Blount County and so when John's when they were going, moving to California, rather than moving everything, they had a original yard sale or whatever you wanted to call it then. And John's grandfather John went to that sale, and bought a bed and a dresser. And our son Sam uses that dresser today. Oh,
1: that's a wonderful <laughs>
2: story. So you're asking how we met I don't know if it was over the dresser or not but, <laughs> <laughs> but it did uh, that was uh, they told that story because John's uh, uh, father always would tell me about that he was the one that told me about that connection
1: That's between
2: yeah it's fantastic Sam just loves he cherishes the dresser because of that
1: You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and today we are setting the table with berries and cobblers, fruits of the season. We just heard from Susan and John Keller, farmers from Blount County, Tennessee, farming that same land that's been in continuous operation and has been owned continually by their family since 1890. And John Keller was awarded Tennessee Farmer of the Year by UT Extension in 2014. And I've written all of these recipes on the show today in one place on my website, along with links to all of my guests so you can find them real easily at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Up next is that sassy Dee Dee Constantine. She is living a good life, and for years she wrote about food for the Knoxville News Sentinel. She retired a few years back, and when I first started this show in 2014, she contributed a weekly segment, and I'm forever grateful to her. On the program today, she sets us all straight on this terminology we all use for desserts made with berries. Now, in our family, we call any dessert made with berries a cobbler, but evidently, that is just not the case.
0: Something up with me Hey, sweet baby Don't you think maybe We could find us a brand new recipe
3: While we're in the height of berry harvest, I've been thinking of different ways to serve the season favorites. Of course, cobbler's the first thing to come to mind. But in the same vein are Buckles, Chris, Brown Betty, Slumps and Grunts. But have you ever thought, what are the difference? Well, I tried to look this up. According to The Joy of Cooking, a slump is a steamed fruit topped with dumplings, and instead of being baked, it's prepared on the stovetop. Apparently grunt is just another term for a slump, but it depends on where you live. It's a dish that dates back to colonial days, with the Rhode Island area embracing the term slump, while those Massachusetts folks preferred grunt. Research shows that it was called a grunt because of the sound the dish makes when cooking, and it's called a slump because when it's served, it slumps across the plate. Now, the Huffington Post says that brown Betty's buckles, cobblers, and crisps are... Obviously different, but they some of them are just minor differences. A brown betty is a baked dish of fruit with the same type of buttery crumb topping as a crisp, except that some people like to use oats in their crisp. A buckle is a cake-like batter that's underneath the fruit and it cooks. The dessert rises around the fruit buckling inward, hence the name buckle. And, of course, a cobbler is traditionally topped with drop biscuits. It got its name because the biscuits resemble a cobblestone streak. But, the Huffington Post says, you better call foul on anyone that tells you that a fruit dish topped with pie crust is a cobbler. It's a pie. Now that that's out of the way, I think I'm gonna give this grunt slump recipe a try. To make the dumplings, all you need is a cup of all-purpose flour, one and a half teaspoons of baking powder, a half of a teaspoon of salt, two tablespoons of sugar, two tablespoons of butter, and one-third cup of whole milk. Whisk the flour, baking powder, salt, and sugar together in a medium-sized bowl. Then cut the butter into small cubes and add to the flour. Using your hands or a pastry cutter, You need to mix the flour and the butter together until it resembles coarse meal. Now add the milk, stir just until it's moist, form the mixture into a ball, and put it over to the side. Now you gotta get your berries. We're gonna use blackberries, so you get four cups of fresh blackberries, or if you've got some in the freezer, just to frost them and drain them, those are fine. Place the berries in a two-quart saucepan, and add one half to three-fourths cup of sugar. You, that depends on how sweet you want your dessert and how sweet the berries already are. Then you add a fourth of a teaspoon of cinnamon, a teaspoon of lemon juice, a teaspoon of lemon zest, and a third cup water. Heat the mixture over medium-high heat until it starts to boil. Once that happens, you want to stir it a few times and make sure that the berries are all well coated with sauce. Now, take your dumpling dough and tear it off into spoonful-sized chunks of dough and drop onto the fruit. You'll get about six dumplings out of that. Reduce the heat, cover the pot, and let it simmer for about 25 minutes. And whatever you do, don't peek inside the pot or you're going to let the steam out. Once it's done, take the top off, you can serve it hot, you can serve it cold, Uh, you can use ice cream, you can use whipped topping, or you can just savor the flavor of the berries. This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table.
1: You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. Today we are setting the table with berries, cobblers, and desserts made with fruits of the season. We just heard from Dee Constantine with some good information there and a recipe for blackberry grunt slump. I found the following simple recipe for blackberry jam in one of the best cookbooks around. The book is called Mini Pearl Cooks, and it was published in 1970, and you can find used copies of this in paperback pretty easily. So here's her recipe for blackberry jam. You will need 9 cups of blackberries and 6 cups of sugar. And here's the directions, wash and drain the berries, combine berries and sugar, slowly bring to a boil. Cook until mixture almost reaches jelly point. Spread that in a shallow pan and let stand or cool overnight. If the syrup is too thick, reheat and add boiling water 1 fourth cup at a time until desired consistency is reached. Or if the syrup is too thin, cook again until desired consistency is reached pour into hot sterilized jars and process for 20 minutes in a hot water bath or follow directions for a hot water bath using the Ball Blue Book. I use that Ball Blue Book for all my canning directions. And this will make three to four pints. And again, as I mentioned, I've written out all of these recipes and links to all of my guests so you can find them real easily. TennesseeFarmTable.com. That page will just come right up. I sure hope that you're able to get to some farmer's markets for these beautiful berries that are ripe right now in East Tennessee. Also, if you're the kind that loves to go to a you-pick, I've got a couple of names of places in the East Tennessee area that I know are picking right now. One is in the heart of West Knott'sville. It's the Boucher Berry Farm, and it's u pick As I understand it, they do not have berries that are picked that you can come and buy. It's located on Bluegrass Road right off of Ebenezer, and they have a Facebook page. Also, in Loudon, Tennessee, there is Honey's Blueberry Farm. That's a you pick, and they also have a Facebook page. This year of 2021, the Blueberry Hill Farm in Norris is not open for U-Pick, but they say that you might could find them from time to time up at that Norris Tennessee Farmer's Market with berries. And also there's a fellow that looks like Santa Claus, and he has Santa's Berry Farm. That's on Tohee Falls Road down in Telico Plains. He offers U-Pick. All of these places have Facebook or websites, and I put all of these links on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com also the local food guide through nourish knoxville or pick tennessee products are both great locations for finding you pick operations to get these berries happy picking now let's hear the voices of lois Schuler carron and her daughter ruth davis lois is known as the last woman out of the cove as she was the last white settler to reside in Cades Cove which is part of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. When the park was established, residents who owned the land and homes that became part of the park were allowed to live on the land for a certain amount of years and they were also allowed to lease residential properties for a predetermined amount of time until they were eventually forced to leave their homes. Lois's husband's name was Kermit Caron, and he was known to many Great Smoky Mountain National Park visitors as the Bee Man, as he would visit with countless numbers of park visitors from his garden and beehives that were located at his home, which was located within Cates Cove. And there is a museum in Blount County, Tennessee called the Cades Cove Preservation Association. It is a museum that is dedicated to the history of the residents, of Cades Cove, and it's conveniently located on the right past Miraval College on Lamar Alexander Parkway on the drive to Townsend. And in that museum are all sorts of artifacts and pictures of the people who used to live in Cades Cove and called Cades Cove home. There are all kinds of pictures of Lois and Kermit in that museum, and I think they even have Kermit's bee smoker in there. And today, from 10 o'clock until 3 p.m. at the museum, they're going to have a book signing for a book called Cades Cove Teachers and Schools. There's no admission for the museum, and it's a really interesting place. More information, cadescovepreservation.com. And today... We're going to hear from Lois and her daughter Ruth Davis as they remember when Kermit Carran would make what he would like to call dew on the wood stove in he and Lois's home in Cades Cove.
4: I went up one day in late August or early September. I can't remember now. It was in the 80s, I guess, late 80s. And um, I walked in the kitchen and mom and dad were both there in front of that wood stove and they had three or four kettles on top of the stove cooking daddy liked to make what he called dew he'd mix everything, all kinds of fruits blueberries and apples and rhubarb or (laughs) or whatever and and, and they I'll bet you it was 120 or 30 degrees in that kitchen it was terrible
1: that would make me kind of long for some modern air conditioning. Oh, you don't
3: know how much I wanted it, but okay. I just couldn't get it. They they never did take the know,
4: electricity in the cove.
1: Boy, I bet. Tell me a little more about him making do.
4: I don't know why. He, he loved honey, and he ate it, like I said, three meals a day. But he loved fruit. And... I'm gonna do a little bird walking here because we talked or mentioned Christmas and Thanksgiving. Christmas to him was fruit and candy, and I wish we'd go back to that now. But he would get um, a big stalk of bananas, or later a big box of bananas, a box of red delicious apples, a box of oranges, and then orange sliced candy. Uh, the chocolate cream drops and nuts, walnuts and mixed nuts and, and that's what and in some hard mix grocery mix candy or whatever you call that, the different pieces of candy. And at night after supper, after we'd had the dishes washed and everything, we'd go to the living room and and he'd pass out all the fruit and, and candy to us every night. Till it till it was gone. And um uh, so he he loved fruit. he had an orchard over behind the house above the barn there, with the uh, peach trees, pear, apple, blueberries, strawberries, and grapes, peach trees in front of the house, and an apple tree and beside the house and above the house. so you know f- fruit was real important to him grapes in the garden and rhubarb and strawberries and mm-hmm. but Everything there in the late summer that that was still bearing, he'd mix it all together. His Mommy, he, Daddy would mix it all together to make his do. Yeah, dew. he'd
3: uh, take grapes and and apples, uh, you know, like apple butter and what else would he put in it?
4: Blueberries, grapes. blueberries, yeah.
3: and it's just a mixture, and he called it his do. <laughs>
4: And when you came to see him, he'd go get one of those jars and get a spoonful up Here, try this, try this. oh well, we'd try it, but some people weren't quite so brave. John didn't <laughs> know sometimes whether to taste it or not.
1: <laughs> he was a busy man, wasn't he kermit <laughs> he He didn't really sit around much at all, did he I
3: no only in on the winter time they'd go out early in the morning it'd be close close lunchtime when they come in but,
4: feed the cattle and, uh, and check the caves yeah. and
3: but yeah
1: uh, and then he, you'd sit around was someone to, was busy something i bet mm-hmm. this is mike italy of diamond jack wine bar and you're
3: listening to the tennessee farm table podcast and broadcast